Small Town Life by Sadie. Son, you have a fundamental misunderstanding of human nature. Will tilted his head questioningly as he handed his guest a cup of coffee. If you don't want to be noticed, you have to move to an apartment building in the big city, Matthew said. You don't move to a town of less than 200 people. You don't move to a cabin that's been empty for over 50 years, and you don't invest in a generator over asking the city to send a power line out here. Why? Will asked. Well, you know Tim Hutchins? The crazy squirrel guy? <laughs> exactly. Have you ever met him? Will hesitated. Met wasn't the word he'd use. It was more spotted, watched in mild fascination for half an hour, then fled when Tim spotted him. I've never spoken to him. And yet, after living here only half a year, how much do you know about him? Matthew asked. He's crazy, thinks the government is using squirrels to track him, lives mostly off of canned beans. Used to live in Portland before he went crazy, he's got a higher light bill than a family of four, he... Long story short, you'll know a lot about some guy you've only seen around town a handful of times. Matthew said, cutting him off. People are curious. People talk. In small towns like this, talk gets around fast. We are creatures of habit. I know that if I ever wanted to find you on a Tuesday morning, you'd be at Sue's Diner, fiddling on your laptop. On Thursdays, you go grocery shopping. On Fridays, you fill up your gas tanks, and on Monday, you spend an hour or so in the library. You liked enough that if you ever didn't show up to Sue's on Tuesday, she'd probably call someone up to come check on you. If you didn't want to be noticed, you've come to the wrong place. Will frowned. Man had a good point. Of course, I have to ask, why don't you want to be noticed? Town rumor has it you stole millions of dollars from someone and are in hiding. It was Will's turn to laugh. Something like that, sure. I'll impress you for an answer, Matthew said, leaning back. Although, with all the snow around, I've seen some mighty interesting tracks lately. Will looked him straight in the eye. Have you? I have. They looked at each other evenly for a while. Finally, Matthew set his mug down, getting to his feet. Well, I better head back home before the snow gets too deep. Stay warm. Pop on by if you need firewood. I will. Will said, watching him. Drive safe. See you at the library tomorrow. Matthew teased, heading out the door. Will watched him leave, debating. Matthew squinted at the road, trying to see through the heavy snow. He only lived two miles away, but in this weather it might as well be two hundred. Part of him wanted to go back, ask Will if he could wait out the storm there. Will was a quietly curious young man, always friendly and polite. But the look in his eyes when Matthew had mentioned the tracks... Matthew shuddered, thinking about it. He didn't want to go back there just yet. Finally, he got to the paved road. It was two lanes, much better than the one-lane gravel thing he'd been driving on before. Just before he turned, a large black wolf landed on the hood of his truck, sat down, looking directly into Matthew's eyes. Matthew stared back. They both knew he kept a shotgun in his truck. They both knew his phone didn't get reception here. Wolf tilted his head questioningly, the gaze losing its intensity at a 90-degree angle. Matthew started laughing, his nerves evaporating. Will was Will. Quiet, curious, friendly, and polite. Anything else he might be would always have those qualities. Matthew rolled his window down. Go home, you overgrown pup. It'll be below zero out here in half an hour. Even a fur coat can't protect you from that. Will nodded, jumping lightly to the ground. 
He hesitated, looking up at Matthew, and ran off into the woods. Matthew rolled up his window, smiling. It was nice to know he wasn't going to be murdered by a werewolf. Also, Sue owed him 20 bucks.